What does a contraction feel like? How do I know if I'm in labor? And what does a day of labor look like? Wait, is this normal? Hey, I'm Heidi. My best friends call me Hydes. I'm a certified birth doula, host of this podcast, and author of Birth Story, an interactive pregnancy guidebook. I have supported hundreds of women through their labor and deliveries, and I believe every one of them and you deserves a microphone and a stage. So here we are. Listen each week to get answers to these tough questions. Birth Story, where we talk about pregnancy, labor, deliveries, where we tell our stories and share our feelings. And of course, chat about our favorite baby products and motherhood. And because I'm passionate about birth outcomes, you will hear from some of the top experts in labor and delivery. Whether you are pregnant, trying desperately to get pregnant, or you just love a good birth story, I hope you will stick around and be part of this birth story family. Well, hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be on the Birth Story Podcast. Thank you so much to my friend Hydes for having me on and letting me share my birth story with you guys. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Caitlin Fusco. I'm the host of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. And today, Heidi and I are doing a little switcheroo. So I am going to come on, give a little intro, and then share with you my own home birth story with my second daughter, Lillian, which happened just about a year ago. I had such an incredible home birth. This was my second home birth. And it was a really just truly amazing experience. I am going to link in the show notes a video of the birth. Um, you guys will hear, obviously, hear me talk all about it. And my husband Thomas is in this episode as well. And he's classic. Like he really makes the episode so much fun. So I'm going to link the uh, video so you guys can check that out. I also wanted to let you know if you are listening to this podcast and you think, whoa, home birth, like, I haven't really considered it, or maybe I have considered it, but I'm not sure. Or if you're like, yep, I know that's me. That's what I'm doing. It's what I'm planning. I would love to invite you into the live event that I'm going to be hosting in my Facebook group. And that's coming up on September 8th through the 10th. So September 8th, 9th, and 10th. And that's in my Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community. If you would like to be involved in this amazing live event where I'm going to be covering the three pillars for a happy home birth, all you have to do is go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash the number three, three pillars. So myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash three pillars, and you can sign up for this amazing three-day live event that I'm going to be hosting. I am so pumped about it. We're going to be talking about support. We're going to be talking about informed decisions and mindset, all of the things that you really need to have the type of home birth that I got to experience myself. So before I waste any more of your time, let's go ahead and jump on into the episode. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. It is such an honor to be able to share this space with you. Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. So I want to ask you, what would your ideal birth scenario be? When you think about how you give birth, what do you imagine? Where do you imagine yourself? Who is there with you? These are all things I want you to think about as you listen to my birth story, because when I think of what happened, I feel like my birthing situation was my absolute ideal birthing situation. So just think about What would that be like for you? And what would that look like in your mind? Take a screenshot right now while you're listening and upload it to your Instagram, tag Happy Home Birth Podcast, and I'll be sure to feature you in my stories. So now we are going to go ahead and jump into our home birth story. Make sure that you stick around to the end because Thomas ends on an amazing postpartum story that is like the greatest thing that's ever happened and it makes me laugh so hard. So I hope you enjoy this and... Let's head on over to the interview. All right, Thomas, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, I'm Thomas. 
Very good. <laughs> so we are just going to go through what happened with, uh, with the birth. Um, I was saying earlier, we were kind of going through like the list of events and I feel like things kind of started happening Wednesday night and it was really exciting. I knew that it probably wasn't going to actually happen over Wednesday night, but I had been so frustrated with the fact that like, I felt like my uterus was not even online. Like it wasn't even doing anything at all. So Wednesday, Thomas was at work in the evening and I started feeling some tightness and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, thank goodness this thing actually works still. And he came home pretty late and got in bed and I told him like, oh, I'm like, I'm getting this tightness. And then at that point I was kind of starting to get like mild, mild contractions, but they were like every 10 ish minutes. So, but you've I, been getting those for the past couple of days at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Through the night, like, especially no, yes, well, especially in the night, <laughs> but yeah, but they were definitely a different like feeling this time. Cause I ghost could, contractions, ghost contractions. Yeah. I could tell that they were like, okay, the things are going to happen eventually. I will have a baby. So that was a good feeling. Um, and I listened to hypno babies, which probably was annoying to you as well. Cause I listened to it <laughs> on loud. No, it's, it's actually pretty hypnotic. So I don't mind. Well, that's good. There you go. Carrie Tishoff. You'll be happy to hear that. So yeah, so we, I went through the evening. Oh, the other important thing to note is that I had sent out an invitation to some of the girls in my church to come over to my in-laws house to go swimming on Thursday, like Thursday morning. I had done that Wednesday night when I, before I was experiencing the tightness and I was just thinking like I'd be pregnant forever. So then at like five o'clock in the morning on Thursday, when I realized, okay, I'm still getting these kind of contractions, I better cancel. Uh, so I sent a message out to everyone saying like, Hey, looks like we're not going to be able to have the pool party. Um, I'm hoping that I might be having another pool party in my bedroom, <laughs> a small one. Um, but they weren't invited to that one. <laughs> so, and then I was like, also, if I would have known that just inviting everybody over would have caused me to go into labor, I would have done this a freaking week ago. But, uh, yeah, so, so we canceled the party and then what did we do in the morning, Thomas? Well, Janie had a meltdown at the chiropractor. Yeah. So it's a, an official tradition now to go to the chiropractor while I'm in labor, but granted this time Although, was much better. Yeah. Last time you were in labor for like already a day at this yeah. point, <laughs> this yeah. time you were like jump starting your labor. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Cause the last time, uh, my chiropractor saw us in the parking lot and like, told whoever was on the table, like, okay, I'm going to need you to get up because there is a woman clearly in labor walking in right now. That was a fun car ride. <laughs> car bump. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This time was not like that. It was, I was having the contractions and I knew, okay, well, I just want to go ahead and get everything stimulated and in line so that I'm not driving in the car with horrible contractions. So we went and saw Dr. Dreckman, AKA Daka Daka. And when I walked in, I was like, well, I'm kind of in labor. And he was like, uh, I don't, I remember you in labor last time. This doesn't <laughs> seem like labor. Yeah, doubt it. <laughs> but I was, it was definitely early labor. Um, you thought you were probably just trying to get like a seat real quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. You're in labor. I'm in labor again. <laughs> just trying to cut in line real quick. But so, yeah, so we got our, we got an adjustment. Janie was like, really, she's just, she's just Janie doing Janie things. Well, actually she was like being really shy at first. I remember that. Oh yeah. Was no, little... she was rough. She wasn't rough that time. She was rough. No, she was rough when we went into the room. Oh, okay. That's when she was rough. Well, she. That's when she, cause I was having to take care of her and she was losing it. <laughs> Janie just doing Janie things. So we went to the chiropractor got all of that taken care of. And then I guess we just went home and she took a nap and then we went over to your parents' house. Right. Yeah. So she had swimming lessons and made the fatal mistake of having her take a nap before the swimming lesson. So she woke up in a cranky mood and yeah. was not wanting to swim. Yeah. She, she did want to cry a lot though. She did. She did. She is a lot like her dad in the sense that it's not like a, Oh, like I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to be in a happy mood. It's like, there's this whole groggy phase where they're up is hard. angry and <laughs> I don't get it. 
But yeah, so she woke up from her nap. We went to to my in-laws house where she was having her swim lessons. Oh, there's Lillian. All right, Lillian's nursing now. So if you hear any uh, bulldog grunts, that's she's on the teat. <laughs> she's a very grunty baby. <laughs> But anyway, so we we went to Janie's swim lesson where she didn't do any swimming and then just kind of hung out at Thomas's parents' house for a little bit. And that's when I started getting uh, more intense contractions. And they were like every five or ten minutes. Um, and finally, I like came out of the bathroom and was like, OK, Thomas, we got to go. And I thought she had done something horrible in there. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it was because... I was starting to like want to make noises, but no. Yeah, we like, got in the car and I was like, what, why are we leaving now? Is, is it getting worse? And she's like, I just don't want to make contraction sounds at your parents' house. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what you want for your in-laws. But it wasn't, I didn't think like things were happening anytime soon, really. It's just the way that the contractions were feeling, it just, it was like they were squeezing my intestines. Like... I knew that they weren't super productive. I knew I was like something was going to have to change for it to have a baby come, but it was real uncomfortable. So, so then we got back home and she got hungry and wanted to get some food. And I was like, well, that is not yes, what it happened. is. No, not yet. We, we had to do all of our walking and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't, you are just so excited Skipping to tell on to me. your horribleness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what's well, we, even better. We went walking. Well, first we went out to the back and Janie, Got into some poison ivy, of course. <laughs> Apparently, there's just every single type of poison ivy in her backyard, and she grabbed it. I'm super allergic to poison ivy. Like, I've almost every year growing up, like in the summer, I would just get it all over my face. So I'm very scared of Janie getting it. So she touched the leaf, and I went and researched the leaf over and over again, found out it was. So then we had to go inside, scrub her down, and then we brought her back out, and Caitlin was doing a marching band march up and down the road for a while. <laughs> Actually, I have a nice video of it if anyone wants to see. Yeah, we can put that in the show notes. Yeah, we have this like small little cul-de-sac beside our house. And I was just it's like it's nice because it's an in, it's a hill. It's just like a, a slow inclined hill. So I was just like marching down and up. Just trying to get the baby in a deeper We're talking position. high knees, arms pumping, yeah. like <laughs> serious march. I looked like a real fool. Also, it was really hot, and I was wearing my like black yoga pants and tank top that's pretty much the only outfit that I've worn this entire pregnancy. But I remember thinking, this is going to make me smell real bad, so hopefully I have time for a shower between now and a child. So, Of course, that's what she's thinking about. That is what I was thinking about. Well, I just feel bad for like midwives and things to have to smell mistank. So we, I marched up and down the hill and I had, meanwhile, I'd been texting my, it's, she's my midwife apprentice, but also my, like one of my very closest friends, Sarah. Um, and she's, she's like a, like practically a midwife. Like she's been apprenticing for a long, long time now. So she's, she's got all the knowledge. Um, and I was texting her and telling her what was going on. And I had said something about like, these contractions are hurting my intestines so bad. And I have struggled with constipation because I know you guys wanted to know about that. But I've really struggled with like with constipation, especially towards the end of this pregnancy. And there was one time where I couldn't go, couldn't go and the baby was, she had been really, really low. And then it finally, like after a few days, she was kind of high. And I'm like, why is she so high? And then finally, once I went to the bathroom, she was down low again. So clearly we know where my intestines were in this situation. And so Sarah was like, well, maybe it's like that again. And maybe you need to get the poops out before you can have a baby. So I was like, okay, well, and you guys know from last week's episode that I said, like, I, mama ain't scared to know, uh, enema. So I was like, okay, well maybe I should just do an enema. And she was like, well, maybe you should just do like an Epsom salt cleanse. So I decided to do the Epsom salt cleanse and I regret that. I wish that I would have just gone straight for the enema, but I did that and it was horrible. Like I felt so sick after drinking a quart of warm water with salt in it. And, um, and then like 40 minutes later, I still hadn't cleared out. So it was like, this is not going to be good because I'm going to be all backed up 
with all of this in me and then the baby's going to come and I'm going to have waterfall poops in a birth pool and no fishnet is going to be able to handle that kind of situation at all. So that's what was going on with me while Thomas is dealing with the whole poison ivy situation. <laughs> and then we got back inside from the walk and you that's when the, that's when the food situation occurred. So yeah. I know you're super excited about this part. Oh, I'm not excited at all. <laughs> So she she got hungry, and I was like, well, how about I go get some burgers at Cookout down the road? And she's like, well, actually, I think I want Wendy's. And I'm like, <laughs> seriously, you want Wendy's right now? Because she, first of all, she doesn't like fast food at all. <clears throat> and I guess she just wanted the chicken nuggets from there. I don't know what it was, but I kept trying to talk her out of it, but I was saying, she's like, well, you don't have to go there. I was like, no, no, it's, really if like you Wendy's really want nuggets. Wendy's, I'll go there. I haven't had them forever. And I was like, well... And then I was on the way and I was like, well, I got to try to change this. I called her. I was like, hey, what if we went to Publix and got subs? And she's like, no, I want Wendy's. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. She's like, well, wait, what if we went to Chick-fil-A and maybe got some? No, no, I want Wendy's. Like, okay. So she was trying to say I could take two trips, go somewhere else for me. But I was like, you know, I I really don't want to do that. So (laughs) I suffered with her and got Wendy's as well. And, uh. Yeah, yeah, that is really... I guess she really, really wanted to poop really bad. So she's like, let's get some Wendy's going and just clear my entire system out for the next couple of days. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know where the Wendy's came from. I mean, I do, yeah, we don't really... I think it was a Frosty that she really wanted. She was hiding behind the chicken nuggets. No, but... I love... I really like their chicken nuggets. I think it's more of a sentimental thing, though, because we used to get Wendy's as kids, and I really liked their chicken nuggets. But whatever. Either way... It doesn't matter. It was going to be horrible, horrible food anyway, which is not exactly how we typically live our lives. But, of course, like for this birth story, you have to know that that I was eating crap food after I stand on my soapbox and talk about the importance of prenatal nutrition all the time. (laughs) I was eating Wendy's. I think she just wanted me to feel contractions at the same time she was because... That's well, definitely it, what happened. It happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's contractions. So Thomas and Janie got home after their, uh, go, they're going to pick up our food. And they came while they were gone, I was sitting on the birth ball watching The Office. Because what else? What That's else? Literally all she ever watches. <laughs> it's my fave show, The Office and Seinfeld. And so I was watching The Office. They came in and... Um, we all decided to eat in our bedroom. So Thomas is on the bed. I'm on the birth ball. Janie's sitting on her little in her little desk over our white carpet, which I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but that's what happened. Yeah, we even I gave her like a teeny bit of a what are those things? The frosty. And afterwards, I was like, "What was I thinking?" She's literally sitting on a white carpet <laughs> with this like tiny bit of slushy that she's gonna spill all over the place. But she didn't. She didn't. Go, Janie. Yeah, there you go. So. I'm sitting on the birth ball, eating my Wendy's, and it's about 7 o'clock at this point. We had gotten home from... It was like 7.06 or something. Okay, it was about 7.06 or something. Let's get it right. <laughs> and um, we had... So the, the way that the afternoon had played out was I had messaged my friend Sarah around like 4.30 or something, telling her that uh, my intestines were hurting. So that's when that happened. Um, that's when the poison ivy situation was happening. So not a lot of time between that and when we ate dinner. And at 7.11, actually, is when I decided to time a contraction. So I'd felt a few Checks and then I was like... Yeah, it does check out with 7.06. Or 5, I can't remember. <laughs> so I was like, okay, these are coming... Uh, pretty quickly and they are feeling way different. Oh gosh, duh. No, I totally forgot. This is super important. While, before I started watching The Office, while they were getting the Wendy's, I did decide to do an enema. And so then she I... She loves enemas. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I do not, but they, they have their benefits. Like Every time I come into the bathroom, she's just laying on the ground, all hooked up. <laughs> what are you doing? Coffee enemas are very beneficial for the liver, everybody, just so you know. But... I haven't done them in a while because pregnancy does not make them very fun, but I figured let's bring it on back and get this stuff out. It was a good idea. It cleared me out. And then that's when the contractions totally changed. So Sarah was right. And my diagnosis of this is squeezing my intestines was, was also right. That's exactly what was happening. So as soon as that happened, baby dropped really low and uh, we started getting good contractions. And they were like, okay, actually, 
let me not say they were like, let me like pull up what I ended up sending to my midwife because they were, okay, so we did seven, what I can see on this page was 716, 719, 724, 726. These are the times of when I'm having these contractions and the duration, 31 seconds, 39, 38, 48. And then, so between times was like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah, they're all two minutes apart. And so I sent that to my midwife and to Sarah and was like, uh, question mark, question mark. Like, is this real? I don't know. I'm able to breathe through these. Like I could, I called Sarah and was like, I can talk through this, but, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you're talking through it, but you're, uh, sounding a little strained. <laughs> so she, and she lives, um, about an hour away from me. And she had, luckily she had the sense to a little bit before start heading towards, like towards our area. She's in if, I mean, not that it matters to most people, but she's in Spartanburg, we're in Easley. So Greenville is like the in-between kind of area. So she was like, I'm just going to go there and go to Target. Because when we were apprentices together, every time any of us would go to Target, a person would <laughs> decide to have a baby. So she was like trying to really nail it down that I was going to have this child. Um, so she's at Target when I called her. And she's actually, she was actually buying me a labor gown, which was so sweet. And she heard me on the phone and she, and I, I could tell that she started like rushing to get the heck out of target. Like she, like she's starting to sound out of breath, like trying to get to her car. And so she gets in the car and heads our way and actually great timing. So, cause I guess I, I don't remember what time I sent that message. It was like seven thirty six. She got to our house by eight o'clock. So she, dang, she went. Fast. She's, she broke some laws. <laughs> she did break some laws. <laughs> Unless she was closer and was just no, thoughtful was a, of your no, uh, I, shy uterus and wasn't trying to stress you. No, out. I heard her. I heard her checking out a target. <laughs> that was very sweet of you, Sarah. Thanks for getting here. And um, by that time, yeah, I was like, I was standing up, right? No, 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 no. Thomas was. We already had the birth pool, like. Out, but we didn't have it filled. And um, so Thomas was starting to work on getting the hose hooked up. Sarah came in and I was kneeling at the bottom of our bed and just could not find a comfortable place to have contractions. To that. That what was horrible. going on with the, what was going on with the, <laughs> the, birth pool because there was like a long it oh, felt it just, like a it long just took, I had to take the washer and dryer out of the room because the way the hose was set up it was a long solid piece that wouldn't bend so I had to like actually move everything around so it took a while I think uh, Sarah checked me like everything okay <laughs> like yes I just have to move these washers and dryers by myself so it's fine it's fine just it's a little uh drop pan too that made it even funner but anyways even funner I digress <laughs> so Thomas is doing that Sarah is in the room with me, we turned on um, the Hypno Babies relaxation music, which I had. I had. Which she like, put on her phone, and I kept asking her, hey, let me go get a boom speaker. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. I'm like, you want this boom speaker? And she, she did want it eventually. I did want it. I don't But know. she wouldn't accept it right away. I remember that being like, what the heck? Come on. <laughs> this is a perfect situation for a UE boom speaker. <laughs> I don't know why that was the thing that I did. Probably. Uh, maybe it was because you didn't want me to leave at the time, but still. Gotcha. Oh, we'll see. That's sweet. Yeah. So I was having, I was having contractions at the bottom of the bed and I just could not get comfortable. And then I remember finally, like we've tried putting pillows. We tried, we just did everything that we could for me to be able to get comfortable as I'm kneeling at the bottom of the bed and it just wasn't working. And then Thomas was able to come back in the room and it changed everything because he was able to sit at the bottom of the bed. And I just like, kneeled on a pillow in front of him and like put my head in his lap and it was like the perfect height and it felt so much better um so we did that for a while i, I can't remember time wise how how yeah, probably like maybe 20 30 minutes yeah and so then in the in the meantime sarah was sitting um in the corner like just kind of talking and and really i felt fine between contractions right like yeah no you seem to be all right I, I was pretty I was talkative and um and my sister came because we wanted somebody to be here with Janie I wanted Janie 
home and to be able to be involved, but I knew she wasn't going to be able to just like hang out with us. So she was in, she was in and out of the Need bedroom. Needed to be controlled. Yeah. <laughs> she was in and out. My sister was here and I had some activities for her um, to do just to kind of keep Janie engaged and not going crazy. One of the things was a cake mix that I had gotten from Trader Joe's. Which interesting, funny little side story is we had all of the olive oil and cooking oil in here for Caitlin. So <laughs> she it's called for some kind of cooking oil and she decided to use soy sauce instead. No, it was sesame it seed It smells oil. like soy sauce. <laughs> this, I mean, it's So I remember disgusting. coming out like halfway through and being like, what is that smell? <laughs> like this is some weird, weird Trader Joe's cake mix. And then I looked on the counter and saw there's soy sauce all over the counter. It was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, that and... <laughs> it didn't actually taste that bad, though. A oh, well, L- little weird try. back taste to it, but the smell still haunts me. Well, so it was the sesame seed oil, plus she did find some avocado oil on the counter oh, yeah. that she was going to use. But what she didn't realize was that was like this oil um, that I had made it's like turmeric oil so it's avocado oil with turmeric in it to like put on roast vegetables and um and like salad and stuff so she had used that too so it was a chocolate trader joe's quinoa cake with sesame seed oil and turmeric oil so it sounds asian mediterranean blend <laughs> sounds phenomenal very anti-inflammatory but yeah, so so Kelly and Janie were working on their cake, and I'm sure Janie was doing a whole bunch of baby doll stuff. But she would come in and check on us and see what was going on. The birth photographer got here, and although she kept having to leave, I got to go check on my cake. I got to go check on the cake. <laughs> she was. You do that, she Janie. Was, you do she that. was asking other people to check on her <laughs> cake too. Birth photographer got here and there was a sweet picture that Sarah took where because Janie came up to her and said, What you, what you doing? <laughs> and Ashley was like, I'm taking pictures of your mommy and daddy. And Janie said, Can I see? And so there's a picture of Janie taking a picture with Ashley of us. It's really sweet. Um Inception. Yeah. <laughs> photo inception. So yeah, so that's what was going on with her while we're going through all of this. I think um I think Ashley got there maybe she got there. She got there a little, like, not too long after Sarah got here. Maybe yeah, like, like uh, forty-five minutes. Or right. Now. Yeah, because Sarah kind of came in and assessed the situation and was like, "Okay, yeah, this is this is real." And she was also the one that was going to be in contact with the midwife and my actually my other midwife, Elizabeth, who caught Janie. She it was amazing. It was like totally ugh, such a blessing. But she was at home. Um, she happened to be at home. She moved to New Hampshire. So she was in South Carolina taking care of her grandparents. And, uh, so Sarah was going to see if she could possibly make it. Um, we still weren't sure even like just a few hours before whether or not she was going to get to come, but Sarah was the one that was going to be in touch with all of them. So I didn't have to worry about that. And, uh, let's see what happened next. We, Oh, so after the whole kneeling, yeah, I started, I started hanging. Um, I realized that was that I was going to be more comfortable not kneeling. Like it just was getting to be too much. My stomach was hurting kind of bad at that point. Hashtag Wendy's. And um, I decided to stand up. So Thomas was just standing basically against the wall or maybe not. Were you even against no, the wall? Just standing just up. Stand, just standing. He's so strong. All the deadlifts and squats have paid off. Yeah. So he was standing up and I was just like wrapping my arms around him. And then whenever a contraction would happen, I would kind of like, I would kind of squat like a kind of like a plie squat, if you will. Kind of, you kind of just like lock your hands behind my neck and just fall to the ground. (laughs) I like to think of it as a controlled squat. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I mean, it looks like you were squatting. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's what, I mean, that was the majority of the labor. Wouldn't you say like, that's what we did pretty much the whole time. Yeah. Until you got into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Which was at the very end and it got to the point. It all moved pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it was, this was only, yeah, this was only a three and a half hour labor from like when I, when I started feeling the contractions at seven Oh six and and when the baby came out at 10 36. So eight, nine, 10, yeah. Three and a half hours. Exactly. exactly. Oh, it all ties together. Oh, wow, it really does. 
so, uh, so yeah, we did that for a long time. And then I remember at one point as I'm hanging from Thomas during these contractions, I feel, Oh, Sarah had actually checked me pretty recently and she was like, you're like a six or a seven, which I was expecting. I think she's like a perfect 10, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> That's really sweet. But my cervix was like a six or a seven, which is exactly where I thought it was. Um, so, so I, I remembered though that with Janie's birth, I went from a six or a seven to an eight and a half pretty quickly. And then I went from an eight and a half to pushing very, very quickly. So I, I wasn't concerned about numbers and you guys shouldn't be either. And that part of me, yeah, like, you're telling everybody about the numbers. Well, here we are. <laughs> but part of the, I, part of me didn't want to get checked, but I decided to just because I thought that it might be helpful for Sarah to kind of convey to everybody else what was going on and for the decision of like, okay, would this be a time to get in the pool? Um, even though oh, I was actually, you were thinking about not getting in the pool. You were, yeah. which was freaking me out. I was like, wait, <laughs> this didn't happen last time. What are we How, gonna what's do? this going to be like? <laughs> I like it in the pool. It's kind of mysterious in there. <laughs> you didn't, didn't want to be very too dark. Close. <laughs> oh, that's kind. I'm just kidding. So, um, yeah, so, so she checked me and then we do some more hanging, but not long after she checked me. As I'm hanging down during these contractions, it's like at the worst part. It's like that part where everything feels really open, but you can't do anything about it. You know, like you're just having to let it kind of happen to your body. And there's a, a mental part of that where you just have to let go. And, and that's not very easy. So then I remember starting to feel like, oh, if I just bear down a tiny, tiny bit during these contractions, it makes it feel a lot more manageable and I feel more in control. So I started doing that during the peaks of the contractions. And I told Sarah, like, I feel like I'm feeling like a little bit of a need to bear down. It's not a push. It's nothing like a push. It's just like this light bearing down and looking back at it. I think that that, that my body knew that I needed to do that to just bring her head down just a tiny bit more and apply that last bit of pressure um, to just kind of, you know, soften and release the, the rest of the cervix that was there. Because once I started doing that, it really, really wasn't long until, um, until she came. And back to what Thomas said, I was starting to think I wasn't going to get in the pool. Granted, he had taken, <laughs> I guess another reason that you probably <laughs> wanted me to is because you'd worked so hard to get the freaking water in it. <laughs> well, if you're not going to get in, I'm at least going to do it. That was the other thing we haven't talked about. Janie was trying so freaking hard to get into the pool. Oh, hell yes. The whole time, not just like in the beginning, oh, during, after. <laughs> she almost actually, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so Janie was definitely like, okay, if you guys aren't going to use this, I'm going to use this. So, um, so yeah, I did say at one point, I was like, I don't even know that I'm going to get in the pool. And I do remember Thomas being like, what, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, oh, okay. So this is about the part where I started getting just really nauseous. Like during the contraction, if my stomach was hurting really, really bad. And I just felt way too full. I felt like I was going to throw up. And if any of you have listened to my previous birth story, you know that it in involved a lot of puke. Yeah. For like a day and a half. Yeah. It was, it was just a puke fest. It's this, really, really rough on me. Honestly. Yeah. Thomas had, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas really struggled with that. So this time it wasn't like that, but I definitely was feeling the Wendy's hashtag Wendy's. And, um, they probably don't want your hashtag on this. <laughs> it's really funny. And so finally I was talking to Sarah about, it. I was like, I really don't know what to do. I'm just feeling so sick. And we decided that maybe it would be better out than in. So I'm not recommending this to anybody. And this is not like disturbing. This is disturbing and it's not necessarily the way to go about things, but it's the way that I decided to do it. So full disclosure for you. I decided to just make myself throw up and get it over with. So I did that and I'm proud to say that it worked really well. And I felt a good bit of relief after I just got the Wendy's out of my system. So really what I'm saying is don't eat Wendy's before you go into labor. Um, I think that kind of goes without saying, but well, but I'll just say it anyway. I guess some people don't know. <laughs> So after the pukes came up, 
Um, and I was feeling the pressure. That's when we got the olive oil out and started trying to just prepare the area and get everything nice and um, moisturized. <laughs> just because, you know, I, everybody, nobody wants to tear. And that's like always a something in, in a mom's mind, I feel like, at least for me. And I've definitely heard that from other people. So olive oil. Um, and especially since I was thinking, okay, this might be a land birth. I was just trying to go ahead and get things ready. So I think it was about this time where I started having a contraction and right at the peak of it, I just said, I can't <laughs> like totally knew that. I mean, I could like, what the heck are you going to do at that point? Like you're in labor, you're going to do it. But that's when it was like, all right, this is pretty transition-y. And Thomas, I think that's about the same time where I asked you to just pray over me. And that is another significant part of the labor that just really stands out to me is when, you know, I, I had my arms around you, you were holding me, and you just prayed for peace for me and for me to um, to feel strength and feel the Lord's presence. And it... It was just a really sweet moment. Then it really wasn't long after that that I was like, that I think, was it you that just was like, why don't you get in the pool? Well, yeah, because you said you weren't feeling really, you know, you were starting to feel worse. So why don't you just go relax? And I remember last time you were in the pool for a long time before you were ready to go just because you're like, it just feels good in here. Yeah. And I'm really glad that I decided to take that advice because I did get in the pool and oh my gosh, it was a huge relief. It felt so... I just am somebody... And I was that, glad that she finally used it. Too, so. <laughs> relief to me. We all win. And it's definitely something... I mean, I'm sure that not everybody wants a water birth. I'm sure that not everybody likes water when they're in labor. But I am the kind of person that if I get sick, the day that I am sick, I will take four or five baths. Like, water just definitely... And enemas. And those are from water, too, so... <laughs> Water definitely. There's a connection there, I think. Oh my gosh. Water definitely makes me feel better. So I'm glad that I took the advice and I got in the birth pool. Um, I think I was, I think I was um, on my knees at that point. Is that right? I think I started, um, I started on my knees. I think you were, I thought your back was to me. I know that that happened at one point. I don't know. Either way, there were a few positions that I got into in the, in the birth pool, but um, I was pretty much on my knees either on my well, at this point or... the boom is just blasting out the hypno babies oh that was another thing though there were like two times during <laughs> the labor that the hypno babies track stopped and i kind of put that back on <laughs> kind of lost it there for a minute so it the, their relaxation it wasn't track... anger it was like a scared like that needs yeah, to get back on. i need what this happened i really I just <laughs> got pulled back to reality here <laughs> so I didn't. I really did not think that I was going to listen to Hypno Babies this time. I had made a playlist that I thought I was going to use, and it was very clear to me, like, nope, don't need any words, just need <laughs> Hypno Babies relaxation music stat. So Hypno Babies relaxation music is playing. I'm in the water, and my contractions slowed down a lot once I got in the water. Like, do you remember? Yeah, I do that? remember that. I don't know how long. Like, I don't know how far apart they were beforehand, or what they were like during, but I do remember the difference in like, whoa, I'm getting a much longer break now that I'm in the water. Do you remember the time? Yep. Oh, what, what time you got in? No. Do you remember the time? Like, do you remember if you were like, oh, okay, they're like every two minutes now. And now they're like every five minutes. I have absolutely I feel no like that's, idea. Well, I feel like that's probably about what it was. They went from probably being every two-ish minutes to every five minutes, which Sarah ended up saying was a great thing because she was pretty confident that if I hadn't gotten in the water, I would have had the baby before everybody else got there. And oh, so spoiler alert. Damn. What? That's not a spoiler alert. So, uh, yeah, well, actually, why don't you tell that? Because I don't know what was going on at that time. I have no idea who was in here, what was going on. Pretty much once I got in the birth pool, I don't know what happened. Oh, well, in the meantime, so Carrie wasn't here yet. That's our mid midwife, Carrie. And uh, so little backstory, though, apparently she had um, locked her keys in her house. Yeah. Like she went out to her car to get something, went back inside went back out to her car and then went to go open the door and the door was locked yeah. and her keys were inside. And this was like 
I mean, this is like during, I think this is probably during the time you were getting in the water. She maybe, she had to call her son to come open the the door for her, but she was freaking out because she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss this. Yeah. So I I was asking, because I asked Sarah, I was like, where's Carrie at? Because I thought, (laughs) you know, this is going to come soon. And she's like, oh, she's on the way. But in the background of her head, she'd known what was going on. was like, uh, hope she comes. She was not I'm not going to lay this burden on them right now. (laughs) I wasn't worried. I was just wondering, you know, when is there, when's everybody coming? And it wasn't actually a big deal. Like she ended up adding like 15 minutes to when she arrived. So it's more of just like a funny story that that happened. And the cool thing, I don't think you really knew about this, Thomas, but I wasn't wanting anybody to get there super early. Like I just wanted it to be you and Sarah just because of my past with the shy uterus. It was kind of perfect though for Caitlin's birth since Caitlin does that kind of stuff like every single day of her life. <laughs> that's, that's Every time true. she's where are my keys? It takes like a 10 minute search party to find they're like in her backpack. She already looked in but. Poor thing. Oh that it broke my heart because I just know that feeling of oh my gosh like why is this thing happening right at this moment? But she worked her butt off to get her son. He had to like come home from whatever. I think he was on a date maybe even and she got him to come home and get get her keys out of her house yeah, and she when she got here she still had plenty of time in there so yeah, i did. think it was like probably another 30 minutes yeah and then everything was progressing and then i saw elizabeth walk in and then maybe two minutes later yeah if two you to actually, five minutes later you were pushing if you go back to the tapes she got here three minutes before the baby was born um, yeah, said Elizabeth, two to five minutes. That I falls know, within that spectrum. Just saying. Anyway, she, yeah, Elizabeth is Elizabeth is the midwife that was um, that that caught Janie. So she was able to get here. And the backstory between how she or the backstory of how she got here is actually really really sweet because um, there was a girls' night planned for. Thursday night that I was invited to were I not having a baby. So make plans and the baby will come. That is really, that is the crux of this, it sounds like. Um, But the people that were at the girls' night, one of them was actually my friend Christina, who had offered to doula at my birth. And um, she's an amazing doula, but I had kind of started feeling like, oh, I don't know that I can have any more people just because my uterus was so shy last time. And I was just pretty nervous about that. And also Sarah was going to be kind of functioning. I knew she was going to be sort of functioning in that doula role too. Um, so I had told her not, she had called me that afternoon or that evening once I was having the contractions, like that I was having a hard time talking through. Um, and I even had one on the phone with her, but she had called and asked how everything was going. And if I was coming to the girls night, and I was like, Nope, pretty sure I'm gonna have a baby instead. But anyway, she, um, she ended up going over and watching Elizabeth's grandparents for her and Elizabeth's daughter um, so that Elizabeth could come. And that just meant the world to me. Like that just, I, I really can't get over the selflessness in that and how willing she was to, to let me have the perfect birth. Because you know how it is when you have somebody attend your birth, you, when you have a midwife, you, you, it's such a connection. And you want them to be there for all your births if they can. And so the fact that I was able to have Carrie and Elizabeth, like that's the dream team. And it just was, it was an amazing group of people. So yeah, so Elizabeth walks in and it was right, right before that is when we called, we called Kelly in with Janie Mm -hmm. and which she immediately came in and was trying to get into the water. She was (laughs) splashing it around. We're like, okay, Janie, I don't want to be like fussing at you on video here, but you need to get out of the way. <laughs> she need to chill, girlfriend, which she doesn't. She and doesn't I think she's like a little bit scared, you know, overwhelmed and stuff too. But she was just kind of laying on the ground a little bit and <laughs> being a little fussy, but just doing her Janey thing. But once the uh, once the head started to come out, because I think there's actually a video somewhere, and yeah, she, we can put they it in say the that uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I think the head's out, and then she walks over and she actually starts. I think at she that point becoming engaged. entertained. <laughs> yeah. And also just to give like a little description of the way everything was kind of set up. Um, the birth pool was set up in the corner of our bedroom, which has like a pretty little um, Bible verse hanging up over it, like framed. And then I also had the 
flower crown that my um, midwife had given me during my blessing way a few weeks ago and my grandmother who Janie is named after um, who I just adored she has some pearls that I wore during my maternity photo shoot and I just put those up uh, with the with the flower crown and then we had little twinkle lights around the corner of the room and then I had all of these Bible verses that I had um, kind of colored in, like these little flowers and stuff around them, um, they were hung up as like little affirmations. So it was a really cozy and peaceful setting. And the birth pool was very close to the bed. So Thomas was actually sitting on the bed and um, right behind me, supporting me in the birth pool. And then everybody else was just kind of surrounding and sitting in the floor. Yeah, well, actually it was funny was like a couple minutes before she gave birth, I remember looking into the water and being like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with our tap. Like this is contaminated. There's just stuff floating all in this water. What is this? And I didn't, it was kind of like a little discolored too. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to tell Caitlin. She's going to freak out, which I found out later was, I think just birth juices. But birth at the juice. time oh I was like, God. I was like, what is this stuff? And I was like, oh wait, never mind. That's probably just stuff <laughs> from her. <laughs> It Not was from burning. the tap. Our tap is fine. My, my water broke six minutes before the baby was born, which is actually what kicked off the pushing, like the legitimate pushing. Because before I was kind of just like... <clears throat> illegitimately like pushing. Down. Yeah, I was illegitimately pushing. Um, before yes. I was just like bearing down. And then then I did a, a good push and my water broke, which the baby's head was kind of before the bag of water. So not much came out, but a crap ton of vernix came out, which was really shocking because she was past her due date and Janie did not have any vernix. Yeah. Um, so that I remember the head came out and then it started to turn and then Caitlin's like, what's going on? It's <laughs> like, well, there's a baby coming out of you. That's, that's what's going on right now. I think, <laughs> think it's going normal though. <laughs> Which is really funny to think back on. I don't remember saying that, but I, I did video in the video. <laughs> Can't deny it. But it's really funny because I remember having that exact same feeling when Janie was coming out, the head comes out and then there was like this, like, shift like just this harsh shift and I'm like what is happening <laughs> but another funny thing before actually all of that happened That's before the head came out <laughs> before the head came out when Elizabeth walked in so she has a three-month-old baby and she walks in with the baby and I hear Janie on the video like when we were looking back at it Janie says is that my baby sister <laughs> <laughs> so she thought like this baby just walked in the room and that was her baby <laughs> Ta-da! That's how you do it. Simple. So, um, yeah, what was the, what do we need the birth pool for? <laughs> so, yeah, so I do remember feeling as the head was starting to come down after my water broke and as the head was coming down, this is where I feel like I really started being super mindful. Like I was trying to be mindful the entire time. That was like really my goal this time was be present, be present for this and be in control and not in like a way of like, you have to, you have to control the birth, but like be able to experience this the way you want to, because I really had my heart set on not being touched. Like I wanted to do everything myself. I wanted to, to support my own perineum. I wanted to catch the baby. I wanted to birth the placenta. And I knew that if it went like last time where just the fetal ejection reflex came on and I just was like, whoop, I'm gone. You know, like my body's just going to do this and I'm just going to push with it. Uh, I knew that if I did that again, that I wouldn't be able to have that experience that I wanted. Um, so I was really, really mindful during this time. And so the head is coming out and there was definitely that feeling of like, just push as hard as you can, just push it out. And instead I breathed through a lot of it and let my body just do it. And I didn't try to add anything to it. And then there were a few times, like once the head was really, really like right there that of course I, you know, I gave a little oomph too, but it was definitely a very controlled process. And looking back, that is, I mean, I will, hopefully I can always do that. And birth is so crazy, you know, like every single one is different and next time might not be like that. Should there be a next time? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but, um, 
but that w- that made a huge difference. And and I'm going to be honest, it still was not comfortable. It it sounds like on the video, like it sounds like, oh, wow, she's having such an easy time. But it was. No, it was hard work. It was Let hard work. Let me tell you, it was hard work. I know it seemed like it wasn't. Wanna, it was hard work. <laughs> I want to make sure it's everybody funny, knows. Like the compliment, wow, it didn't even seem like, oh, no, it was bad. No, it, it was bad. It wasn't I'm just it, cool. It, also, it wasn't bad. It was just, yeah, I mean, it was Intense, giving birth. It was giving birth still, but it was just so different from my first experience. And it was really cool to feel like, I don't know, I just feel so empowered after being able to do it all on yeah, my own. And I felt a lot more connected this time because last time it was just so long and I was so exhausted and tired and like in and out of sleep. So I was just kind of like in twilight zone when it happened this time I was fully alert and awake. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it was definitely a little bit of a different experience for me for sure. And it was, it's also, I mean, even though it was the same way last time, just watching the video again, kind of made me really realize too, where, you know, especially me, just so programmed to think about birth as this horrible, woman screaming in the hospital, completely out of it, just whacked out of her mind, uh, just not really present, like seems like just a horrible experience to like watch this, which which was not like that at all. It's very calm, peaceful. And immediately afterwards, she's normal holding a baby, you know, like completely with her, you know, own senses and everything. It's, It's just crazy that we're all programmed to think birth is this horrible, crazy thing, but it's actually can be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And another thing that I feel like was really different in relation to this birth and with Thomas is, you know, the last birth, the last birth that we had, um, we did preparation things. We did hypno babies. I felt like, okay, good. He's prepared. I'm prepared. Everything is going to be fantastic. But what I realized is, you know, birth is so individual and, Thomas never heard from me what I wanted from him and what I needed. Like I never sat down and was like, Hey, I think that I'm going to need this or I'm going to want that. And granted, you kind of don't know what's going to happen during labor. You might think that you know what you want and then you get there and it's like, Nope, don't touch me. Don't do anything. But I didn't do a good job explaining to him what I was going to want And on top of that, he also had this perception because I am so, you know, obsessed basically with birth and this idea that women are so capable and so able um, that he was like, yeah, it's kind of not a big deal. Like, you know, like it's a big deal, but he trusted that I was able to just handle it. She made me feel too comfortable. I was like, oh, she's got it. She's telling me all this stuff and going over all these things like, well, she's obviously got it figured out. Yeah. And so I remember after the birth, there were times where I was like, oh man, I wish that, I wish that this would have happened this way or that way. And so this time before we gave birth, you know, weeks before I was telling him like, you know, I feel like I'm going to want you to I'm going to need affirmations. I'm just like a very needy affirmation kind of person in general. (laughs) So like, of course that it makes sense now looking back, like, okay, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a lot of affirmations from you, from Sarah during birth that I can do this, that I'm doing a good job, that, you know, everything is going well. Um, and, and it made such a difference. Like, and I think it made a difference for you too, right? Like knowing what I wanted yeah, definitely. And I remember the last time and a little bit this time during contraction stuff, like I'm always joking and just nonstop talking. She's just like, I, you can't talk right now. I don't want you to talk. So I figure, well, she I guess she doesn't want me to talk at all during the time. So, but her telling me this time kind of helped me realize that she actually does want me to talk, just talk at the right time and not make jokes when she's having contractions. Yeah. That's another really good point um, that people might not recognize or realize is it is like uh, during a contraction is not the time to talk. Like I definitely am fine with talking between contractions, but during I can't, I can't even deal with it or being touched or rubbed. But I just feel like that's a really important aspect to keep in mind is be sure that you like, don't just assume that just because you went to a childbirth education class that your partner is going to know exactly what you want. That's really pretty unfair <laughs> to to them to not to not feel like they know where they belong in the birthing setting. 
Also, don't be surprised if you don't even know what you want. I remember the first the first birth, she wanted me to catch the baby. And when she started pushing, she's like, you can't leave me. right." Like, Because I was sitting in front of the birth top. She was holding on to me. She's like, you can't move. I need you right here. Yeah. That's so, true. I mean, everything kind of might change. You never know what's actually going to happen or what you're going to want, at least the first time. Right, definitely. And, well, yeah, I think every single one is different. But just that idea of, like, you can... You can help your partner by telling them beforehand what you think you're going to want. And and it made a huge difference for me. And this, like, I, I kept telling Thomas, I mean, the last few days even, like, I will never forget this. And I will never forget the way that you made me feel during this birth. And it was just so... In a good way, not yeah, like yeah. a bad way. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like I'll it, never forget what you did. <laughs> I was getting there. But it really, like, I mean, it just... <clears throat> Oh, Lillian, it just like, it just meant so much to me the way that he was able to be present and help me. It wasn't like I was having the baby. It was that we were having the baby and that was really beautiful. And I'll cry if I think about it too much. Um, but yeah. Okay. So baby, baby's head comes out and Janie says, is that my baby sister? <laughs> yes, this is her baby, by the way. This is like, that's mine. Yeah, this is her baby. Um, so she asks if that's her baby sister, which... We got this baby for her. Yes, and if you will all recall, I'm sure you do, I was convinced that it's a boy. Thomas thought it was a boy, too, pretty much. But both of us were still a little like, eh, maybe not, though, because Janie would only Adam. refer to it as her baby sister. And, you know, I don't know, little kids just... They just know things, especially Janie. She's just very intuitive. So, so the baby. Yeah, she also knew that I had a baby in my belly too, <laughs> and that she had a baby sister in her belly. She, she really got it. She's very intuitive with all these things. So, so, uh, so the baby comes out. Oh no, the baby's head comes out, and Janie asks if that's her baby sister. And what I thought was really cool was I actually was able to talk to Janie between like there's a head out of me but I was able to talk to Janie and be like look look at your baby sister and um so yeah that's my cool moment and then the rest of the baby comes out I pull baby out of the water and hold the baby for a few minutes and then I'm like okay well let's see what you are so I lift the baby up and I'm like it's a I and can't figure out because the umbilical cord is in the way. <laughs> I could not see it. I was like, somebody's going to have to move this cord. And so we had the cord moved. And sure enough, it was a baby sister. So Janie was right. We were wrong. I was super wrong. And I will I will allowingly. Well, she also pro. was she also thought it was going to be a huge baby, like just the way it was carrying too. That's true. She thought it was going to be heavier than Janie and just this big monster baby. But it ended up being... Smaller. Not too much smaller, but smaller than Janie for sure. Yeah, Janie was eight pounds, four ounces, and Lillian was seven pounds, 12 ounces. And so, yeah, Jane, baby arrives, and it was just the most amazing feeling. And then, so we stayed in the birth pool for a little bit, and then I started feeling some pressure on my tailbone, which my favorite phrase ever is, my sacrum hurts. She's got a lot of sacrum issues. <laughs> and so I started <laughs> telling Thomas that my sacrum was hurting. And um, and so we thought, though, that's probably the placenta has detached and is just kind of sitting on my tailbone. So eventually we got up, went to the bathroom. Luckily, like, I was just going to go sit down on the toilet and birth my placenta. My midwife yeah. was like, um, let me put a chucks pad down between the lid so that it doesn't just fall into the toilet, you idiot. She that didn't say that. will not flush. Yeah, that won't flush. Uh, she didn't say that, but that's... Unless you maybe have an American standard, you know, they can have like six golf balls go down the same time. <laughs> should, should work. I wanted to eat my placenta, though, so... So we, um, so I sat on the toilet for a few minutes and then, yeah, was able to just kind of, uh, push the placenta out, which actually was more uncomfortable this time. I feel like than I remember last time. Because you weren't in the birth tub. I didn't, did I pull? Oh no, they, never mind. Yeah, it was, it was on, on the couch. couch. But, um, anyway, yeah, I, but I was able to do that by myself too. It was on the couch that people come and visit and sit on. That's a different couch now. Well, it's still in the the office so but, Janie sits on it a lot that's true but um I 
I really loved the fact that Carrie was willing to let me be in control of everything. And I think that that's really important. If you, if that's what you want, you need to be upfront with your midwife and tell them that because, you know, it's normal for a midwife to, to like put hands on you and do those things just because that's what they're used to doing. So making sure that you are clear with like, Hey, I want to be left alone. Um, that was really nice. And she was so, she was so willing to do that and just stand by and just make sure that, you know, everything was going well from, from a short distance. Uh, so yeah, so then we got, we got the placenta out, put it in a bowl, got in the bed, and nurse Lillian for the first time. And then Janie was, <laughs> so the, she was sitting on the bed, the, the side of the bed that was closest to the birth pool. So Janie climbed up and then put her feet in the birth pool and then just started sliding back into it, which was still <laughs> full of a lot of things. And I had to like, I don't remember if it was me or somebody else just had to like grab, like pick her up as she was sliding in. Cause she was just trying her damnness she to was, get in that birth pool. She was going for it. And I was the one closest to her, but I have a, newborn like freshly new n- newborn on my boob and I'm like trying to grab Janie and there was no way that I could do anything I was thinking well this is it like she's just gonna have to go in and you know there's that picture that is floating around the, and the poor mom is like really unhappy about it but there's like the mom and dad are in the birth pool and the toddler is in the birth pool and she's drinking no. the, the birth water and that is 100 percent what janie would be that's doing. janie that is i remember when she's i first splashing saw around in it the whole time like, <laughs> putting her hands in it yeah so i'm glad we i'm glad we were able to get her out before we had a viral photo um but yeah and we just laid in bed and then after uh we ner- after i nursed lillian we did the cord burning which i put a picture on instagram already of that that's a really cool experience right it is for some reason, this one took, I don't know if it was the difference with the cord. It took a long time to do, though. It did. It was a long time. Maybe get a propane torch if you're going to do this. <laughs> and um, the cord this time, it there was like a period where it popped oh, yeah. super loud. And it scared Lillian, actually. Um, so that was kind of funny. Not that she got scared, but it was just a funny pop. And yeah, so then after that, after we burnt the cord, and by the way, they're like... Somebody was asking me, like, what are the benefits to that? And really, I think it's more of just like a ceremonial thing. Like, it's cool to have all of the people that were there for the birth be able to kind of participate. Um, But also, I will say that her cord fell off really quickly. So I have noticed, and Sarah has said that she's kind of noticed with with the cord-burning cords, it does seem like they might fall off a little bit faster. So that's nice. But, um, But after we did that... We laid in bed. They made me some toast, like four pieces of toast that I ate all four pieces of. And then we went to bed and everybody left. And it was really beautiful and really magical. And I just couldn't, I really couldn't have asked for a better birth. And I, our um, birth photographer sent us like three sneak peek photos from the birth that I've already put on Facebook and, uh, excuse me, Instagram. And I just was looking at the pictures and thinking, gosh, these pictures look so magical. But it's not just that. It's like, no, they completely, perfectly captured the exact feeling of this birth. And that's how it was. It was really, really magical. I was just surrounded by the absolute perfect people for this birth. You know, my husband and then... Sarah, who's such a close friend, and she really acted as a doula for me. And then Carrie just, oh my gosh, like she was just the perfect midwife for this situation. She just was so willing to let my body do what it was going to do. And she was hands off and she was there watching should anything need to be helped, but she was just going to let me do it. And that's how it worked out. And so that was That means so much. And now to wrap up, we're going to leave you guys with one amazing postpartum story. Thomas, take it away. So I had to run to the grocery store to pick up a couple things for Caitlin, uh, like I think a day or two after um, Lillian was born. And one of the items on the list was some Depends for her. So, but I, I remember thinking to myself as I picked them up, I'm so glad these are so gender specific. So no one will think that, hey, these are for me. So no sweat at all. So I'm I'm walking up. I've got a basket and then I've got the box of Depends and I don't have the Depends in the basket. So I put the basket down on the box of Depends 
and the guy's checking me up, checking me out, and he's like, uh, you know, going through all this stuff. And he finally gets to the box of the pens, and he looks at me, and he says, "Are these for you?" And I was like, "What? No, they're for my wife. Like, why are why are you asking me this?" And I'm just super offended. Like, how dare you ask me who these pens are for? And he's like, uh, well, I mean, like, are you buying these? Are these like part of your, your group of stuff? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. Yes, this. Yes, they are. Sorry. <laughs> also, my favorite part of that is the, like the lack of understanding of I'm sure the guy was left thinking, OK, but also, why is your very young wife needing to pins? <laughs> You could have been, I could have been like a cougar or something, you know? That's true. Anyway, guys, I hope that you enjoyed our birth story. I know we enjoyed sharing it with you and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. with a clear picture of how labor and delivery might go and that you will feel empowered by the end of your pregnancy to speak up, plan and prepare for the birth you want, no matter what that looks like.